You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. You're tuned in to Tapped Out. Hosted by Brendan Tobin and Sean Levine, only on the BetQL Network. It's the Tapped Out Recap here on the BetQL Network with Brendan Tobin and Jake Galley. I am Sean Levine, and before we get to next Saturday's fight card, let's talk about what we saw on Saturday night in the main event. Jamal Hill, first round knockout of Johnny Walker, and it wasn't just any knockout, it was a very Mortal Kombat video game-ish type knockout. For Johnny Walker, I think all the talk at one day fighting for a belt and being the next USC star, that's officially over. But for Jamal Hill, man, what what can this dude do? Yeah, I mean, it was a sick knockout. And I think for for him, that's definitely a statement uh, to, to kind of show that you take advantage of being the uh, the main event guy. This kind of falls into your lap. And how do you do it? You do it doing something super viral. And it was a, a great performance for him. I do think that, like you said, though, part of the story also has to be of who he's taken on. And, you know, it's just been it's been uh, quite the fall from Johnny Walker. Like this is a guy that everybody thought, hey, maybe this guy could be, you know, the, the face of the 205 division. And he just doesn't look anything close to that anymore. I don't know, you know, if he's ever going to get back to that. I don't know if we're going to have like the vaunted, you know, change to heavyweight or something like that or going to maybe suck himself down some weight class change or whatever, but yeah, he's done hard times right now. Um, and in a lot of ways for me, that's, that's almost the bigger story than Jamal Hill winning. It's great that he did. It's great that he, he took advantage of that. I don't necessarily know if it's a, I think it's more of a, Hey, keep an eye on him more so than this guy's the next true contender. Uh, but it was, uh, but, but definitely took advantage of a huge situation there. Well, the UFC does like guys, especially at two Oh five, that can finish fights and they can knock out their opponents And we've seen from Jamal Hill that of all of his skill set, that's the one thing that he does. Not only does he finish these fights, bro, he knocks people out and knocks them out cold. Yeah, no, no doubt. Like it's uh, I'm not trying to speak ill of the performance. Like that's as good as you could do when you said, hey, you're the main event guy. That's exactly how you want it to go. It's just I do feel like, you know, when I look at this and I see Johnny Walker losing that fashion and we keep seeing him lose in pretty uh pretty bad fashion since like you know all the injuries have kind of piled up and the hype train had gotten to the the highest part that it has been to me that's the bigger thing that i take out of it more so than jamal's win i think jamal's win's great i thought that he rocked the microphone afterwards that you know called himself main event mall and that's a great it's a great name like he marketed himself well um but i don't know how much this is gonna i don't know i don't know how much this will get people like still buzzing about him after uh, uh, us talking about it in this uh, this show. 
for Johnny Walker, a guy that started his career with so many highlights, as you mentioned, that highlight package not looking quite as good anymore with a few times ended up getting knocked out cold. Of course, the worm celebration, which dislocated the shoulder, like tough times for Johnny Walker. Good times for Kyle Dawkins, Philly's own on Saturday night, submitted Jamie Pickett in exciting fashion with one second left in the round. Yeah, that was crazy. It was uh, the the old. I know we. It feels like we've been waiting on a couple of these uh, these buzzer beater submissions the last few weeks, and he's uh, he's the one who finally pulled it off. Got it right there as uh, as the horn was just about to sound. They even like went back on the replay on it. It was that damn close, but huge performance from him. Uh, definitely a guy you know, and and him who wanted to uh, get a huge bounce back win after all the stuff that went down with the Kevin Holland fight. So he kind of eradicates that. Yeah, it was against somebody who was on short notice. You give credit to Jamie Pickett for taking it on short notice, but uh, still a great performance from Kyle. Speaking of Kevin Holland, we're only a couple of weeks away from seeing him back in the octagon. Kevin Holland takes on Cowboy Oliveira at 272. Also, Bryce Mitchell's on that card versus Edson Barbosa. Of course, at the top of that one on March 5th, Colby Covington coming in as a huge favorite versus Jorge Masvidal. We'll talk about that here in a little while, but let's keep polishing off Saturday night's card. Joaquin Buckley, another big-time win. Decision over Abdul Razak Al-Hassan. Is Joaquin Buckley a guy that has seen his ceiling, or what do you think it is? Uh, he actually impressed me a lot, because I thought this was one of the better fights uh, of the night. I thought that they went back and forth. I think we saw two guys that were definitely highly skilled strikers, but I think Joaquin Buckley is showing a little bit more every single time we go in there. You know, he's so defined by that, you know, knockout that he had and, and everybody, you know, wants to, wants to harken back on that. But I think he showed himself to be a pretty smart fighter because he knew that uh, Austin was going to be in here. This is another guy who's dangerous. The head kick. We talked about all the underdogs that we liked coming into this one. And I think Buckley knew the danger of that going into this. And really was able to grind out uh, a couple of rounds there. It was a close fight. I saw some people argue it for Hassan. I don't necessarily have a problem with that. But for him, I think that he showed uh, definitely a more uh, a more mature style, especially for a guy who's as young as him. So I was impressed with Joaquin Buckley. We had UFC on Saturday. We had boxing, Kel Brook, TKO, Vamir Khan. And then we also had bare knuckle fighting. And if you hadn't watched it until you saw Julian Lane and Mike Perry on Saturday night. Boy, what an introduction to bare knuckle that was. And of all these different types of brands of MMA or UFC or whatever you just want to call it, fighting, this one is different and this one is wildly entertaining. I love that fight. Yeah, it, it really is. It's, it's, a fun, uh, it's a fun thing because it's not the purest fight game in the world where I think with boxing a lot of the times, these guys get into boxing and you know, they're trying to look so proper and it almost just always ends up looking a little bit ugly with, with BKFC. They have a good style of getting guys who they know will be a little bit wild, who will, who will match up. Well, I think they do a good job with that. And it usually makes for entertaining stuff. It's, it goes fast. The, the longest the fight's going to go is 10 minutes. It's five, two minute rounds. And a lot of the times, you know, you, you see what it was with Mike Perry, where it's like, you know, you kind of got to get your feet wet. It's not exactly the, the easiest sport to dive into, but then you look back and you see what Chad Mendes did. Chad Mendes was but, uh, very active at all, you know, coming in there against Fames and just, I mean, obliterating. The, that guy looked like he wanted to be out of that fight in 30 seconds. So I don't know exactly, you know, where they, I know he trains down here. I know he's an R&B singer as well and all that type of stuff or reggaeton. I don't know what the hell he's into, but, uh, <laughs> 
but Chad Mendez, I mean, he looked, first of all, he physically, I thought looked fantastic, you know, and, and second of all, look, just look fast. His hands look dangerous. He looks like he's made for the sport. I think he could actually be a problem for, for, uh, for this, uh, this BKFC. He looked like Hulk. He looked absolutely jacked. And then once he stepped into the square circle, he looked even better. Back to the Mike Perry fight, BT, for just a second here on the Tapped Out Recap on the BetQL Network. Perry by decision over Julian Lane. I think that it's essentially what I saw was dirty boxing with no gloves and probably the closest thing that you can have to a legalized street fight. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. It, it's brutal. I mean, the thing that is is craziest about it, and you saw this in a lot of the fights, is just the thing with bare knuckle. People always go, oh, it's the most brutal. It's it, This is like the thing that's crazy about it. It's not necessarily the viral knockouts. You'll see in a lot of these things that guys will get knocked down and they'll pop right back up. You know, my guy, Yuli Diaz, the monster, he's a Miami guy. He got put down hard in that first round, but it's not with gloves. And so a guy can't, you can't have a guy throw everything into it. I've had a lot of bare knuckle guys explain this to me. So he pops up, kind of gets through it. And then he goes and knocks out his opponent. Uh, the thing that's brutal about BKFC though, is the cuts. The cuts yeah. are crazy. When you don't have gloves on, you have these guys, you'll see facial lacerations all over the place. You'll see guys that just get peppered in the eye. Britain Hart was a perfect example. Her whole eye was uh, completely mangled basically after that's the brutality of it. It's not necessarily that they're taking crazy hits, even though uh, one dude here was out of a medical coma after one of the fights, um, you know, and, and there actually has there and not to laugh, but there actually has been a death in BKFC at one point. So there, ha there is a brutality to it, but it's not like the crazy concussion things that you would think of uh, because you can't necessarily hit as hard when you don't have anything on your hands. It's dangerous. You would break your hand. So normally the big damage that comes out of it is cuts. I don't see how these dudes don't break their hands, especially like Mike Perry kept hitting Julian Lane. And he, Mike Perry even said at the end that his hands were hurting so bad. But what are you going to do? You, you can't throw elbows. You can't grapple. You can't start kicking or use knees. At that point, you just keep throwing your hands. And that's what's crazy about it. Just to go show you how tough they are, but it's it's wildly entertaining. Let's spin the wheels forward to next Saturday night, where Islam Makachev takes on a short notice Bobby Green. When I say short notice, this guy fought like twenty minutes ago, which is probably why you can get Bobby to Green at almost six to one on your money. This is one of those fights where Makachev has a ton to lose. If he was to lose this, his positioning all of a sudden goes away, and he might be next in line for the belt. And if you're Bobby Green, you were literally an afterthought 10 days ago. If you win this fight, two fights in two weeks against Islam Makachev, dude, all of a sudden you got a rocket ship to your butt. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, it was also interesting. Uh, cage side this week at the uh, at the the UFC card, you saw Makachev's boy uh, Habib was there sitting with Dana for the entire card. So I'm sure there was plenty of talk of if he gets the the win next week, even though it's against somebody short notice. That hey, my guy should get the uh, the title shot, right? Like it's not going to be Poirier. Obviously, just lost. Gaethje's going to get the initial title shot. I don't know if Charles Oliveira is necessarily a guy who warrants immediate rematch. He's only had the belt for a little bit, so. I'm sure there was definitely some uh, 
some uh, talk in there from Habib to make sure that Makachev is going to have his shot if he goes and he he beats Bobby Green. But I will say this, like you say a lot of pressure. I say not only a lot of pressure to win, I think there's a lot of pressure on him to impress. You can't go in there and just, you know, you're going to get a decision. Like you're taking on Bobby Green, who, yeah, he's a veteran of the sport. But this is uh this is supposed to be your showcase. This is you're taking on a guy in short notice. We saw a guy, we you know, we see guys in there and uh and take advantage of you. Saw what Kyle Dawkins did. He needs to do that. He needs to go out there and have an impressive submission. He has to do it pretty dominantly, I would say. The odds say that he should. And so I think to me that dictates that Makachev should go out there. And if he if he is that next guy who's in line for the title and wants to show everybody as a true contender, okay. You got to go out there and, and and be a buzzsaw when it comes to taking on Bobby Green. It does feel, BT, a little bit like the Sean Strickland fight a couple of weeks ago where winning is good, but if you really want to put yourself in a position to possibly fight for the belt, you got to win, and you have to win really impressive, which because he's and, seen, and also and, and not only that, but not to get you off, but like it's it's also he, you're right. It is the Sean like Sean was the show. Like everybody was talking about Sean Strickland, Sean Strickland. It's this, listen, this is a thin to to speak nice of it. This is a thin card and so we're looking at it we're saying what are we interested in next week that's well, islam makachev it's awesome that bobby green stepping up balls but but go out there like this is this is going to be makachev's show like go show that you're the heir apparent to habib and the big show coming up a couple of weeks away at usc 272 march 5th uh two weeks from saturday night colby covington taking on Jorge Masvidal. This is the one that we've been talking about for a while. Before we wrap up our recap here on the BetQL Network, is this the one that you've had your eyes on more than any other, at least scheduled fight this year? Um, yeah, I'm just excited because this is a lot of drama. This has a lot, especially to me down here. This is a lot of South Florida drama. This is, you know, I remember speaking with Colby Covington a couple of years. He's like talking about he wanted a statue of himself built out of American Top Team. The guy <laughs> came into America. He wanted he wanted to come into American Top Team like he came in there as a kid and was basically ousted. I mean, he was he was thrown out, and which is kind of crazy. And did it in part because his friendship with Ori Masvidal fell apart, and that he was beefing with Amanda Nunes and Yana Jacek and Dustin Poirier. So this kid who was kind of like the homemade product was ousted by the stars and a lot of guys who've been there for a long time, but he basically got banished to another, uh, another County. And so there's that there's the, the whole friends to, to enemies thing. There's all of that. There's both of them being uh, contenders. There's all of, all of these, there's clash of styles. Like, yeah, it just has every element to it and what it's going to be like when they really do ramp up the, uh, the media for it. When we get the interviews, the back and forths, the, uh, you know, the, and especially the the fight week where we get press conferences, all that type of stuff, I think is going to uh, to lead to this being a a, a huge huge pay per view. I'm, I can't wait for this one. It's definitely the one that I'm looking forward to the most. Best friends, former roommates turned enemies, and for anybody that's had bad roommates, and I've had plenty of them over the years because college took me six and a half years. That means I had a lot of roommates, a lot of bad ones. That gets real. I'm looking forward to this one between Jorge Masvidal. Taking on Colby Covington coming up on March 5th, but a lot of fights taking place before that, and we'll break them all down Saturday night from 5 to 7 Eastern time right here on the BetQL Network.